You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Some Ben Simmons rumors coming out on Tuesday. The Sixers also made a minor move with the roster stuff. I'll get into all that, but before I do, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com for all your Sixers needs. So, some interesting news. I'll start with the small stuff. The Sixers are signing a hardship contract for Charlie Brown. It's a two-way deal, um, so he'll be, be able to go back and forth with the Blue Coats and, and Sixers. They also released Aaron Henry to create that space. Again, not looking like Charlie Brown will be able to stick around once everybody hopefully does get healthy soon. But again, a minor little housekeeping there that Daryl Morey, Elton Brand in the front office has taken care of. But the big news, and again, this is just rumors. We've been dealing with this basically since the Sixers lost to the Hawks back in June of last year, that trade rumors and who's available, who isn't available. Most recently, we had Shams Charania of The Athletics say that the Atlanta Hawks looking at breaking up their roster. Uh, John Collins has been a name that has been thrown around. He's eligible to actually be dealt on January 15th, and he's reportedly frustrated with how things are going for him there with Atlanta in terms of not shooting the ball as much. Defensively, the team stinks. The Hawks do, so they got a guy in Ben Simmons who can take some of the playmaking responsibilities away from Trey Young and also fill a huge hole on the defensive end, given that Simmons is so talented at protecting his own hoop. I mean, you know, legitimate all NBA uh, first team defense type talent there. So, and everybody knows that, but it's interesting. So, and you'll see this aggregated all over social media and the internet, Mark Spears and Brian Windhorst of ESPN did a podcast and Spears came out and said, and I'm quoting here, I'm hearing that they want to include Tobias Harris when referring to any Ben Simmons deal. And I'm continuing now with what Spears said is the gist I'm getting is Atlanta was interested until they bought up Tobias's name. So looking at that, it's clear why the Sixers would want to maybe attach Harris to any deal with Ben. And I'm not saying Tobias Harris isn't a, isn't a good basketball player. I think he's a, he's a very good pro borderline all-star level. He has been, you know, throughout some years in his career, but been near the 20 point per game mark basically for the last seven, eight seasons. And you're looking at what he's doing this year. And if you just look objectively at his numbers, he's still doing pretty good. 18.4 points, 7.5 rebounds, almost four assists a game. Unfortunately, the shooting struggles have been a thing. He's effective field goal percentage below 50. That's the first time he's been in that rage since way back in 2013, 14, when he was playing for the Orlando Magic. And you're looking at his field goal percentage overall, 45.5%. That is also the lowest since 2017-2018, and his three-point shooting has fallen off a cliff this season, below 30%, hasn't been in that range, again, going back to that 2013-14 season when he was playing with the Magic. So not exactly getting your bang for the buck for the Sixers. 
you know, considering the guy's earning just under 36 million this season, uh, up to 37 million in 2022, 23, and then the 2023, 24 season, he'll be earning just over 39 million. So the numbers are good, but compared to what he's getting paid, Sixers aren't exactly getting a lot that's worth it. So it's interesting to see that Daryl Morey trying to include Tobias in any potential deal. And I think here's going to be the hard part because you're looking at, at Ben and, and Tobias Harris, they're combined to earn just under 69 million this season. You're going to have to move that money out somehow, meaning you're going to have to take some bad money on in return. I don't think anybody's going to look at Tobias Harris unless you're giving up a few future assets in terms of first round picks that would take on that deal. And so when you're looking at this, you know, the, the sentiment has been that the Sixers might be looking to lower their asking price in terms of trying to maybe get a superstar for Ben if another squad is going to take on Tobias Harris. And there are ways around this too. I mean, they can get creative. We've seen Daryl Morey do that before and do a multi-team deal that you're looking at. Okay, let's try and, you know, ship Tobias off to one suitor, give Ben to another team. We might not be able to get that top 25, 30 guy that we've been hoping for, but we're going to give ourselves some more flexibility in the future by getting rid of some of that money. And if they're able to do that, maybe get, and again, I'm not saying this is a rumor or anything, but get a guy like CJ McCollum, who kind of fits a role in terms of being able to create on the perimeter and get you some baskets uh, from the outside, you might have to look at that. And here's another, I mean, interesting piece too, from Brian Windors, who is one of the best in the business in terms of being an, an NBA insider. You know, the reports are that the Sixers want to try and get James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets, which would be interesting. We, you know, we heard that the Sixers were in on Harden before he was dealt to the Brooklyn Nets last year. And Ben Simmons would have been included that going to the Houston Rockets. Obviously that deal ended up falling apart, but this is what Windhorse says. And I'm quoting again, some executives in the NBA believe that one of the end games for Ben Simmons is that he's traded for James Harden in a sign and trade next summer. Harden, of course, did not sign the extension with Brooklyn that he was able to be getting paid, you know, roughly $50 million, but he elected not to sign. But again, he's saying that he doesn't plan on leaving the organization and he's happy with the situation there with Brooklyn. You know, he's 32 years old, still a legitimate top end scorer in the NBA, not compared to what he was maybe four or five years ago with the Rockets, but averaging 22 and a half points, roughly almost 10 assists and eight rebounds. So he's a, almost a triple double, a game type guy obviously would, would make the Sixers an immediate contender especially in the Eastern Conference. So looking at that, I mean, I, I think I, from a Sixers perspective, I would love to try and get James Harden. How realistic is it? That remains to be seen. Yeah, even though he did not sign that deal with Brooklyn to extend his his contract there, he likely could end up you know, re-upping with, with the Nets at some point this offseason. Still got a very good situation there with Kevin Durant. Remains to be seen what happens with the unvaccinated Kyrie Irving and how that could impact Brooklyn as we get into the playoffs, maybe the COVID rules and restrictions will change. So uh, Kyrie's able to play in home games. If it doesn't work out that way, then maybe Harden gets frustrated and looks at it and says, we're not going to win a championship with our arrangement. And I want to look to get the hell out of here. So, I, I, you know, that would be a home run, in my opinion, even if you have to, you know, not ideal having to wait and not being able to fill a role that you have with Ben Simmons, who is such a big part of, of this team and, and would have been if he was still on the roster this season, but having to play without that level of talent and obviously taking up that much money on the books in terms of the salary cap, not ideal, but 
if you're able to land a big fish like Harden in the summer or in the off season, I would say it would be a win for Daryl Morey. But again, there's so many moving parts and now we're officially less than a month away from the deadline, which is coming up on February 10th. So we should see some movement, you know, in the, in the coming weeks and not just in terms of guaranteed trades, but just looking at it like, okay, you know, maybe we'll start to see a little bit of movement in terms of rumors, discussions. We've talked about this in the podcast network before that given the COVID situation and, and the outbreak with Omicron, that so many players had to go into the league's health and safety protocols. So you're missing out on the discussions because GMs have been scrambling to fill in the back end of the rosters. We've seen the Sixers be decimated, not just by injuries, but by COVID related absences too. So hopefully that's kind of working itself out. And now we're getting into a position where teams are going to look to either load up or sell off as we get into the stretch run, because, you know, you look around at the NBA standings, I think it's becoming apparent that there's maybe eight to 10 teams that have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. So they're going to look at, okay, Let's try and make some moves here. You got the Bulls, surprising leader in the Eastern Conference. They're a couple of games up on Brooklyn. Miami's obviously right there. The Bucks, the Sixers. Cleveland has been a pleasant surprise. I don't know if I would consider the Cavs a legitimate threat to win a championship. Definitely looking like a playoff team. And then after that, you got the Raptors, Hornets, Wizards, Celtics are struggling. I think those teams are going to look at it realistically and say, hey, we're not going to win a championship this year. Let's just try and get into the playoffs, maybe be competitive for a round or two. And, you know, have some good vibes and, and look at retooling in the summer. Then you have squads like Atlanta, like we mentioned, three and seven in its last 10. The Hawks are 17 and 22 after making the conference finals last year. Maybe they look at selling things off and, and changing things up around Trey Young, hoping to make a, a deal. The Pacers, we've heard, are going to be active in the trade market. Miles Turner, DeMontis Sabonis. These guys could be available. You got the Pistons. Jeremy Grant is a name that comes up there. And then even looking at the Western Conference, you know, DeJounte Murray of the Spurs. He could be a really good fit with the Sixers, depending on what the asking price is. Sacramento looks as if it's going to be falling off, losing five in a row. The Kings are sitting at 16 and 27. I don't think Monty McNair, their GM, expected this. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, those are potential guys Maury and the Sixers can look at. But again, this, this whole thing of the NBA season where, like, you look at the Wizards, you know, a month ago, they were near the top of the standings, and now they're falling off a cliff. So they might look at, okay, maybe it is best for us to get rid of Bradley Beal. And, and and look to see if we can add some future assets and a young piece like a Ben Simmons that will help the team kind of build towards the future. I want to jump into a couple more things surrounding all this trade talk, surrounding the Sixers. We'll do that after a short break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
All right, and we are back. Looking at this again, the Sixers in a in a weird spot in terms of having to deal with everything that's happened with Ben throughout the season. And we've heard reports coming out the last week that really they still hope to get Ben back as outlandish and ridiculous as that sounds. I don't see it being an option. I think he's completely done. You know, we did see that Shams said that in one of his recent pieces on The Athletic too, that uh, people from Simmons camp are like, that's not happening. Like he's, he's just never coming back. So um, I think Daryl Morey has to move on from that at some point, you know, that hope that we're going to see Ben play a game for the Sixers again this year. Uh, just don't see it happening. But again, if they're able to get rid of Tobias and include him in a deal that you're moving that money off the books and you might not be able to get as big as a package or a star laden package that you were looking for, for if you're Daryl Morey, I, I don't think that's a, that's a bad thing at all. If you're able to, again, get some flexibility with Tobias Harris coming off the books, because then you could look at with Joel Embiid playing the way he is and at the level he's at right now, he can win you a couple of rounds on his own. And then you never know if you do get to the conference final. So I don't think they're in, in too bad of a spot, given the fact that they've started to get on a roll now, obviously have won seven in a row, um, sitting just four games out of the top spot in the Eastern Conference. And you're looking at this, and I mentioned this to Paul Hudrick on, on the podcast last week, the Sixers have a huge imbalance in terms of road games and away games. They've only played 16 home games compared to 23 away games. And if you're looking at that, you know, they're going to get some more home cooking coming up. Again, if they're going to be able to continue this run that they're on, they have a pretty favorable schedule. Charlotte, by no means a pushover team, seen with the Celtics, but those are the next two. And then you're at Miami, at Washington, home to Orlando and home to the Clippers who are dealing with a ton of injuries as well. So the, the schedule, very favorable for the Sixers, basically through the month of January. I mean, other than games against the Lakers, who are now in a playoff spot, the Memphis Grizzlies on the 31st, and Miami, not a ton of upper upper echelon squads there. So you're going to be able to pad that record and relieve some of the pressure on Daryl Morey to make a deal. So again, this has been, it's been fun talking about it. It's been fun reading about the rumors, although it did feel like during December, we didn't really hear much on the Simmons front. And again, I think that's just given what the situation that the league was dealing with, what the entire world really was dealing with, what's, what's going on with COVID. But now that's starting to subside. So I think the Sixers are in a pretty good spot, depending on how you want to look at it with Embiid. Do you look at this and say, all right, we might not be at 100% of where we want to be in terms of roster construction, but we have a guy who can certainly lead us very, very far in the playoffs and capable of doing that. But is Daryl Morey shortchanging him a little bit by not being able to make a deal, not adding another talented piece? I think that is, is the big thing that I'm looking at from a Sixers perspective is do you almost want to go into the playoffs, not necessarily as a championship contender, because as constructed, I think the Sixers are very deep. I think they can certainly get to the conference finals. I don't know if they'd be able to beat, you know, a Golden State or a, or a, or a Phoenix in, in, in the NBA finals, or you're going up against Milwaukee or Brooklyn, one of those squads in the, in the conference finals. Do the Sixers have enough firepower to compete with them? I'm not scared of the Bulls. Uh, I think DeMar DeRozan's a great story. Zach Levine's a good player. Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, they got a good squad. But I wouldn't be afraid to play them with the Sixers being constructed as they are in a seven-game series. Now, against Brooklyn or Milwaukee, that might be a different thing where, yeah, you might be able to win two games, maybe even force it to a game seven. But just the amount of talent and the amount of scoring and the way those rosters are constructed, it'll be tough for, for Philly to be able to compete with them. So 
There's just so many moving parts to this. I'm glad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think people are sick of hearing about Ben Simmons, but I also look at it like, okay, I'm glad we're starting to see some movement here. And even at this point, a month away from the trade deadline, we're basically three months into the season. Like I'm no closer to be able to say that Ben's going to be traded before the deadline or they're going to hang on to him until the summer. And that's, I think, a testament to Daryl Morey that he's been able to stay this patient. And I think the Philly organization has done a good job of like not showing their cards. Yeah, sure. If you're saying, hey, we want a top 25, 30 guy, there's no secret about that, but you're not hearing a lot of leaks. You're not hearing a ton of rumors coming out of the building. So I think, I think that's a good thing because it shows that the ship is being ran pretty tight. So, I mean, there's just so much to play out here. I'm interested to see how things go, especially on the Tobias front. I think we'll start getting some more rumors and news coming from people like Shams, Woj, Brian Windhorse, Sam Amick, these guys talking about what's going to happen on that Harris front. Because again, just given his contract and, and given the level that he's playing at, if he was making 24 million, 25 million a year, I think he'd be able to stomach some of the shooting woes. But at 35, 36, 37, and up to 39, two years from now, I, I don't think you could justify that. So if you're able to include Tobias in any Ben deal and relieve some of that pressure in terms of looking at the salary cap, I think that's a win too. And that's something that Daryl Morey is going to have to look at and looking at the long-term health of the Sixers organization. That'll do it for this episode. Before I wrap things up, don't forget, subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Always appreciate a five-star review if you infl- if you feel inclined to give us one. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. I'll be back Wednesday evening with Jackson Frank. We'll recap the Sixers game against the Hornets. And don't forget as well, Thursday, Paul Hudrick will be back with the Coming In for a Landing podcast. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.